Black Talk Sacramento, where the talk is always black. And welcome to the Brick House Gallery and Art Complex. Official! (laughs) (laughs) Right on. And we're here with Daphne Burgess and Milton Bowens and their exhibition here at the gallery titled Double Feature, The Soundtracks. Uh, we've been having a wonderful time here. Uh, we started out with uh, the film Cadillac, uh, moved on on Valentine's Day to Love Jones. And this evening, uh, we just finished viewing uh, the uh, movie Claudine with the panel. Uh, with Daphne Burgess, Kimberly Marshall, and Kareem Daniels. And so we're going to kick it off uh, with Daphne sharing with us uh, her contribution to this exhibition titled Double Feature. How did you guys come up with that title? It it took a while <laughs> to decide on it. We, we had actually a few different names. Press Play was going to be one of the names. Um, what were some other ones that we talked about? Soul and Acrylic Stereo. Oh, yeah. That was a good one, too. Um, but this one we, we I guess, kind of, I don't want to say settled on, but decided upon because, um, double feature because it's the two of us, mm-hmm. and we each chose films for one reason or another that um, we identified with or, or just liked for their their subject matter, their commentary. Um but each one had an, an amazing soundtrack to go along with it. And so we talked about how we would incorporate um, in the artwork these films and the music that went along with the films. Yeah, and you've done a marvelous job. Um, if you've not been here to the gallery to uh, view, Daphne did some pieces, and, and some of the pieces actually resemble uh, albums. And then she's also incorporated uh, the album covers that she told me from her own private collection, like Quincy Jones and Roots, and she's got to have it. Big score. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely love it. Uh, Milton, tell us about your contribution. Oh. (laughs) Uh, I just took my traditional approach. Uh, I enjoy storytelling. So uh, after me and Daphne had discussed the different genres of movies that we were looking at, I just looked at like how certain movies kind of represented an entire aspect of African-American culture, like Cadillac Records. Mm -hmm. Cadillac Records is really about chess records that got nicknamed Cadillac Records because Muddy Waters um, is credited he says it and he's quoted of saying that, you know, everybody on the label, if you stay with the label long enough, everybody got wealthy enough to own the Cadillac. Um, but it really was just about the explosion of blues and how uh, Leonard Chess uh, kind of operated outside of the norm of other labels who were handing what was called race music at the time and gave all of these unique voices um, license to just be themselves. Mm-hmm. So uh, he single-handedly, you know, launched the careers of Muddy Waters, um, Little Walter, Etta James, Howling Wolf, but most importantly, Chuck Berry, uh, the father of rock and roll. There would be no rock and roll if there was not Chess Records, uh, Leonard Chess and Chuck Berry. So, um, 
So me liking to tell stories and having, you know, text-driven artwork that, you know, uses narratives, I try to use my stories paired with Daphne's uh, strength and visual representation and combine the two. But I also wanted to remind people, too, that I, that I do come from um, uh, an advertising and illustrator background. So I brought in some of my old pieces that are representational as well. Yeah, your Spike Lee uh, piece. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that was from my. That, that's actually from my Mo Better Blues collection. Those are the pieces that my personal pieces that I've held on to from that collection. Him as Giant and his sister as Indigo, um, and we paired it with my jazz piece. And Daphne did an outstanding piece. I think it's one of the signature pieces in the show. My two favorite pieces in the entire show are not my own work. It's Daphne's More Better Blues piece and her, the blue people from the blue Boomerang. people from yeah. Boomerang, yeah. Everyone has been uh, commenting on that yeah. piece and, and they recognize it as well, too. But that goes to show you how strong that image was yeah. in that film, how recognizable it was, the epiphany image. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I was looking forward to this exhibition for quite a while. Um, and even though, really, none of the pieces of mine are actually new works, but they are first time seeing works for this region because the, the, the big pieces that anchor the show uh, were all commissioned to be done for an exhibit at the Regal Theater in Chicago. Okay. So they have been in Chicago for like the last three years. This is the first time they're back in California and on display. Okay. Uh, coffee, the piece that is behind you uh, <clears throat> right here now, Coliseum. Yeah. Coming on that Coliseum. Is that Oakland? That's Oakland. It's the Oakland Coliseum Drive-In Theater. See, um, some people have walked in here and they have no concept of what a drive-in movie theater is. Never been to a drive-in movie theater and actually have never heard of a drive-in movie theater. We stood in front of this painting after the Love Jones reception and talked for about 15 minutes and everybody had a different connection or a different experience hiding in the trunk of the car so the parents didn't have to pay all of the money, <laughs> having to bring extra blankets because you got to have the window rolled down because exactly. you had this gigantic speaker that hung on the window yeah. and it would be cold. Um, so it's a nostalgic piece for me yeah. because I we used to look forward. Uh, my father was a longshoreman and so he got paid every week on Fridays. So this would be like a highlight. We would go to drive-in movies like once a month. And we would always look forward to that one time when we got to go to the drive. This is a special theaters. treat. Special yeah. treat. And for me, it wasn't necessarily, I was so little, it wasn't even about me seeing the actual films. Although in hindsight, I, I connect to all of those movies now, being able to rewatch them as, a, as an adult. When I saw them as a little kid, I really didn't really know what was going on in Cotton Comes to Harlem or any of these movies. But it was about being able to watch the cartoon in the beginning, Oh, Daffy Duck? Yeah, and get, and get pizza. <laughs> and get pizza. So Daphne had a piece of ah, pizza. Yes, yes. Because so, for me, it was about being able to go get pizza. That's a fun piece. And, and, and watch the cartoon in the beginning because most of the time I'd fall asleep, you know, before the movies were over. And, you know, not, not you know, not to give away my age too much, but you would get to see two movies at the drive-in movie theater. Yes. It was always a double feature. So, you know... I can recall just, it was just like this event. 
I would go, be so excited to get there, get my snack, eat my pizza, watch the cartoon, I'm sleep, and somebody carrying me into the house. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I couldn't even tell you what movies we saw. Mm -hmm. But it, it, you know, in hindsight, it really wasn't about that. It was just about being with family, sharing experience, and I just wanted to, you know. Yeah, I love that piece. Because it brought back memories for me, too. <laughs> We'd be in Daddy's Mercury station wagon, and he'd lay the, the seats down. <laughs> and we'd have Big Mama's quilts that she sent us. He'd double up and everything, and then just the smell of popcorn. And he'd get the, get this big bag of popcorn, and we all, six of us, had to share the popcorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but the uh, uh, drive-in theater was like a, a family gathering. It was like a family outing, being, all of the family being able to be together. Moms with fried chicken, and we would get knee-high sodas. Oh, God. Yeah. So. We brought the Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> and bologna sandwiches. Oh, I remember. <laughs> that's a funny thing, because I never went to a drive-in with my parents. My mom doesn't like sitting still for that long. Okay. So my drive-in movie experiences were all with friends. Okay. And sneaking people in <laughs> you know and, and all of those things so yeah my my dad was a, a you know westerns kind of guy so mm -hmm. he would watch those types of things but they weren't really tv watchers okay. so my sister and i were the ones who were always like glued to the tv waiting to see you know the next episode of whatever come on but yeah we we would go to the drive-ins but my parents <laughs> no yeah. And I'd probably say that actually probably is what sparked my love for movies. Um, I, I have always said if I didn't really kind of just continue to navigate my way some kind of way in life where art was always like a saving grace for me, mm -hmm. I probably would have ended up doing something related to film. I don't necessarily think maybe like, like making movies or a filmmaker, but... I definitely could have saw myself as a movie critic. Oh, most definitely. I mean, I could see you um, uh, kind of like what, uh, what's her name that did Selma? Oh, yeah, Ava DuVernay. Ava, yeah, yeah, because you're a history buff, <laughs> you know? So I could, I could really see you doing things like Documentaries. that. Documentaries. Yeah. I think I could have pulled off a couple of documentaries. You can still do it. <laughs> yeah, you can still do it. You can still do it. Don't give up on your dreams. <laughs> So, Daphne, talk to me about your album collection. You have, man, amazing. And I remember I said to her, what, what do you know about that, right? <laughs> <laughs> she has an amazing album collection. I, I started actually collecting vinyl. I got some from um, some of my dad's collection when he passed. And just in talking with people about that, I... I didn't really realize this um, until a few months ago, but I really surround myself with elders. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm a member of the Sisters Quilting Collective, and so for the most part, they um, are, you know, a, a, a group of ladies that quilt and share and tell stories and all of that. And so when I would talk about records and, oh, like, you know, my record player and wanting a record player, and then people would say, oh, I have albums. Do you want them? Yes. Wow. Yes, I'll take them. And and that's really how my collection has grown, just from people knowing that I like them and that I would take care of their collection mm -hmm. and then just gifting them to me. Mm -hmm. So um, 
they are really pieces of, of art to me. And so in some of the albums that I included here, and when I was thinking about pieces for the show, like the mahogany piece, I think is probably the best example. I started looking at what would my version of this album cover be. Mm -hmm. And so I use similar colors and um, just, you know, Diane Ross, she's, you know, so, so I, <laughs> yeah, so um, I really looked at that album cover a lot. I would say probably that one more so than any other is when I was working on the piece. Mm -hmm. I was really looking at that album cover for inspiration. It's obvious too. There's one album that doesn't appear in the collection, but she's done an amazing piece on it. Which is? Purple Rain. When doves cry. Uh, yeah. We were struggling with how to get Prince in this show. <laughs> uh, and she did the piece. Um, it might be the raffle piece. Yeah. For the reception. It's okay. gonna be for the last for the last for the, for the okay. last show. But it, it, that's one of my favorite pieces that she did for the show as well. And too. Purple Rain is one of my favorite films oh, by Prince man. too. I got I, I, Purple Rain is one of my fondest childhood memories of going to the movie theater. I had got home from school. Uh, my sister Evelyn came home and was like, Miller, are you busy? And I was like, no. She was like, come on, let's go. Didn't know where we were going. We ended up at the Century Movie Theater. Oh, God. Hagenberg. Hagenberg. <laughs> I'm like, what are we doing here? You know. <laughs> She already has tickets. We, we don't have to wait in line. We walk up, we do our tickets, we go in. She tells me I can get anything I want from a snack bar. I'm in heaven. That's all you need to say. I'm sitting in the chair with a ton of snacks, don't know what we're about to watch. The lights come on, this little dude is dancing around and singing on stage. I was locked in yeah. for the whole almost two hours looking at Prince and Apollonia and Morris Day and that that was just like one of the most memorable movie experiences I had as 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 a child. So that movie just is uniquely special to me for that reason. Cause I'm from a big family and it's like you never get this isolated time. It's like you're always sharing with all of these other siblings. But it was just me and my sister Evelyn at this movie theater. And that's like one of the most wonderful special movie, movie memories I have. Um, and then we were talking about the exhibit. And then when I saw her piece on When Doves Cry, I was like, yeah, that's one of them. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Well, um, we still have one more week to go, and we're hoping that we'll be able to get uh, a lot of you, audience, to come and share in this really, really awesome uh, exhibition. Believe me, it takes you back down memory lane. Uh, it's so many things it is that I'm seeing in some of these pieces, songs, um, actors, um, just the art and the colors. That's the other thing. The color in this exhibition, you know I love color. I'm a, I love color. And the colors are so vibrant and beautiful um, that it just pops in this gallery. I love how art transforms this space. I really love it. It's interesting because until we were actually installing the show, I hadn't really seen some of 
Milton's pieces, but then when we started laying everything out, our work really went together. Like our um, Mo Better Blues um, pieces, his jazz piece that's over there, it's like they're similar colors. And yes. I, you know, we couldn't have really matched that any better if we had tried. Um, so it's, it's interesting to see our, our, our work intermingling. Yeah, well, you know, like I said earlier, you guys married this exhibition very beautifully with your art, seriously. Um, yeah, this is an exhibition uh, that I think everyone should have the experience in viewing. And uh, audience, I hope that you will uh, come and see us. We have one more movie to show you, Boomerang. I think we gave away the prize, uh, but we're going to cut that out. Uh, <laughs> edit. <laughs> Thank you, Daphne. Thank you, Milton. Can I say one thing about the film that we're going to be showing for the closing sure. reception? Sure. Um, Boomerang is uniquely special for me for two reasons. Um, when I got out of the military and I was actually looking for employment, uh, I hadn't decided on like what I was going to do, so I, I just enrolled back in school to use my GI Bill, and the film Boomerang came out. And I went and saw it by myself uh, at a matinee, and I was like, man, I want to work for a company like that. I saw Marcus Graham, Eddie Murphy, the head of this advertising agency for marketing, mm -hmm. You know, being able to just think creatively on his feet, create these wonderful layouts, and then Halle Berry is an art director, and and I, and, you know, I wasn't a young person. I had served four years in the military, but the fantasy of that movie drew me in to that black world, and then it was such a letdown when I started putting out resumes mm -hmm. trying to find a working situation that mirrored that movie. Wow. And but it was a, it, was, it was a harsh wake up and it was a reality check for me. Um, and it led me to Laney College where I ended up meeting my mentor David Bradford because I was trying to find an experience or get trained up to work for a company like they had depicted in Boomerang, which obviously didn't exist. That is not the reality of corporate America, especially in marketing and advertising on any level for African Americans. So it was, it was it was a real interesting dynamic, and I and I and I kind of and one of the stories that people don't really know is like that movie Boomerang. And Daphne knows we've talked about it. She knows how much I love that film. Is it probably <laughs> is the inspiration for me being a visual artist? Period. Because had I not seen that movie and got inspired to go to Laney, I never would have met my mentor, David Bradford, and never got set on the path that I got on to become a visual artist. Wow, that's deep. Yeah. We never know what inspires us or you know, what's gonna lead us to on a journey to our purpose. Yeah, yeah. But and that was yours. That's a special movie for me. Well, we'll <laughs> see, and you know, it's Eddie, uh, Eddie Murphy in uh, Boomerang. That's an interesting movie to me, so we'll talk about that a little <laughs> bit more. Uh, Me Too movement, you know. Uh, yeah, well, it's, they, they, it's they a lot of stuff in Boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> they have a field day with that oh movie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but thank you both so much. Um, 
totally grateful for both of you, honestly. And we are for you. And I think you guys are seriously some dynamic artists. Um, I think the art community, just the art community period, not just Sacramento, um, really misses out on great artists. And you guys are great artists to me. You You have messages, but you're... The translation of your art, feel me? (laughs) Seriously, (laughs) the translation of your art. And there's not many artists. You guys know how selective I am about art, you know, in in this space. And so when I see incredible art, art that moves me, art that has a message, art that has a voice, art that um, is so technically driven with your skill, with your craft, it's absolutely amazing to me. And when I say that you guys are like dynamic duos to me in the, in the art movement, I, I seriously do mean that. Um, and I think that our people, our artists, we don't get recognized enough. We don't get recognized enough. You don't get seen enough. And to me, your art should be everywhere. You should be known everywhere. So let's raise that up. Let's raise that up to the heavens and hold that in space, what have you, that uh, that this will happen. So I appreciate you. Well, it it will, because we're on Black Talk Sacramento now. Black Talk. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Oh, the address. Brickhouse Art Gallery and Complex Official. 2837 36th Street in Historic Oak Park. And the show uh, will begin at 7 p.m. until 9 p.m. And uh, come ready to uh, have a good time and enjoy the art. And all the art is for sale, people, okay? Yeah, don't be shy. Thank you. (laughs) Bye.